How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, what's going on? Why are you talking to me like this? Uh, well, so we, we, we went through a rebrand. We originally were, speaking of which, we're now Drunken Book Club. But I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are, you know, episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club. I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. All right, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to yet another Drunken Book Club. I'm your cowboy, Christopher the Rupal, joined with a very rude... City Slicker Sam. (laughs) <laughs> and what what did we read this time around, this month on Drunken Book Club? The Original Adventures of Hank the Cowdog. Yep, the original one himself. You, you know, we and why did we why did we choose this book of all books? We could have continued reading Animorphs. We could have read a Goosebump. Why not read something different? Because it is rodeo time. It is rodeo. I was about to say, this is going to be released around rodeo weekend for Tucson. I don't even know uh, if we're doing rodeo this year. Well, probably not. Actually, I think it's been canceled. But usually, shut up, phone. Usually around this time of year, uh, Arizona. I'm not sure if it's just Arizona or if it's Tucson. Do you know? I don't know. We have something called rodeo, and it's a rodeo weekend pretty much, and we just fucking have rodeo shit go around. So like, there's the big. So there's the rodeo parade. Yep. Which is basically marching around South Tucson, with trying not to. Trying not to, both not to step in horse poop and keep your step in time, which goddamn that's hard. And horse pee. The poop is worse. Yeah. Because it gets in your shoe. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yeah. yummy, 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 yummy. Um. Then there's all sorts of rodeo stuff down at the rodeo fairgrounds. Yep. So you you just have your fun. I don't. I I like the rodeo parade. Well, did when I was a kid, but now I've grown out of it. It's just a parade. It's kind of cool because it's apparently like one of the biggest. I don't know like what it stacks up with. Mm-hmm. But of like non mechanical. Yeah. Non- yeah I was no... no no mechanicals. It's all horse driven and marching bands. Yeah. It's pretty, Everything is either impressive. F- is foot. Yep. Foot or wagon. I was about to say it's impressive. So that's why we chose Hank the cow dog. Hank. Hank is a is a is a dog that's a hanky. Well, oh yeah, we should probably talk about what we pre gamed on. I pre game I I did not have that much and I got drunk pretty fast. But it was probably because I started drinking when I was hungry, which yeah. is. I also drank a, a fucking pint while I was hungry. <laughs> I had a Sun and Steel. It's an Iron Maiden beer. It is pretty decent. I don't usually drink beer, but that one was pretty decent. And then I had a Cayman, jo- Cayman Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, Cayman Jacks Margarita. And I just took a swig of honey whiskey. And I'm nursing some water because I don't want to throw up by drinking too much. I had a... It is a high water brewing campfire stout was what I started on. Then I had a Cayman Jack's margarita, and now I'm having another campfire stout. Can I, can I try your stout? Yeah. What kind of what flavor is this? It's like a chocolatey... Uh, stout with graham crackers, molasses, natural and artificial flavors, and caramel color. The s'mores. I had it in San Francisco once, and I really liked it. That's, ooh, that's actually really good. Yeah. I'm going to say if you want one later. I might. Day. I might, actually. 
You can, you can actually taste the graham and the marshmallow. That's why like, I liked it. Like, that's surprising. Like, usually, like, stouts usually, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a coffee stout. And you, like, barely taste a thing of, it's like you taste alcohol and no coffee. Like, that's, that's pretty decent. Yeah. I was about to say, if they make a, if they make a coffee one, I might actually take them up on it. Yeah. I was going to say, again, that's why, I, that's why I've looked for this before. So, Sam, we both have kind of a history with Hank the Cowdog. How were you introduced to Hank the Cowdog? It was at the Bonius Library, and I went, there's a dog on it. <laughs> and the rest is history. And Sam went, dog on it. And my parents dog were like, it. she's reading, so we can't say anything. Right. Eh, at least you're reading this, not Goosebumps. I mean, Goosebumps is less racist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. We'll get into that. Well, for me, uh, I believe I started reading the series in either second or third grade. I don't remember. The appeal for me was that I enjoy mystery books as a kid. I, I like mystery. I can't remember this. I, I tried finding the series that I read as a kid where it was like this one boy who would solve mysteries. And it, it's not that one series that everyone knows of. But it's like it's a really random one. It's like a really thin book. It's like less than a hundred pages long, okay. and I can't, I couldn't remember what it was called. Like I want to say it was like Barnaby Jones or something. I don't know, Barnaby Jones Jr. <laughs> oh my god, if that's what it is, I'm gonna laugh because I didn't actually look that up. I didn't like Hardy Boys was just super dull. It was just like these two like little homos being like, uh, uh, let's touch ass over there, and Nancy Drew was like, ew, achy girl. But then I saw, hey, I saw a boy, a uh, boy, I saw a dog on the cover like Sam, and I was like, this isn't too bad, and it, it's, it was alright, from yeah. what I remember. But uh, yeah, we read the first book in the series, and I guess it's time to do the description yeah. of the book. I, I have about three, four pages worth of notes. I, 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 had to write the, I had to write down the synopsis myself, I did it chapter by chapter. So we're introduced to our hero, Hank, the head of ranch security at the ranch. They did not name the ranch. I actually put in freaking things ranch name because I was like, I don't know what the ranch is called. Maybe they'll name it later kind of thing. Yeah, they didn't name it in the first book. And currently running a night patrol out on the northern perimeter as there are coyotes about. They have a barking match and Loper, one of the ranch hands, comes out screaming and shooting to get them to shut up. Nearly shooting Hank twice. Yeah, I pointed that out. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) With a job, quote-unquote, well done, he heads back to the sleeping quarters and has a dream about... I can't pronounce the neighborhood... Neighbor's collie. Bola? V-E-A-L-A-H. Bola? 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 I don't know. Well, it's a neighbor's collie. Suddenly, Drover wakes Hank up from his dream, yapping about a murder on the ranch. A leghorn hen has been killed by what Drover assumes is a coyote. When they arrive at the crime scene, the hen lays there dead, and Drover shows Hank the prince he found. And Hank says they're raccoon prince, and treks them and treks down the alleged raccoon. Except he calls him coon treks. Yeah, I was like, is that? It's it's, it's more of a southern term. Yeah, it's still one of those where I was like, Ugh. yeah. Hank makes a plan of attack by pouncing on the prey, and Drover to come in from the side for assistance. Upon taking action of the plan. Hank realizes too late that it wasn't a raccoon, but possibly the biggest porcupine he's ever seen. Also, Drover's a little bitch. Yeah, just runs away to the machine shed. Yeah. Like a little bitch. Sam relates to Drover. Sam is Drover. You're Drover. Why are you lying, Sam? I'm gonna fake an injury so that you'll take special care of me. 
I wouldn't be surprised. I don't do that. I wouldn't be surprised if you did. I didn't. I don't. I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that you have. You know I'm a bad liar. And you're lying right now. I'm not. How am I lying about being a bad liar? You know I'm a bad liar. Lies. All lies. You just want an excuse to touch my boob. I'm not touching your boobs. I'm rubbing your chest with Vicks Vapor Rub. That's right. This episode's brought to you by Vicks Vapor Rub. Makes you not feel shitty. <laughs> uh, Hank is smacked in the face by the porcupine and is made into a pincushion. Hank bemoans about not having a lead on the murder mystery as porcupines are herbivores. They only eat trees is what he literally says. Is what he says, yes. So he takes his sorry butt over to the yard gate to wait for Lopper to get the quills out of him. I'm sorry, off of him. Pete the barn cat appears and picks on Hank and flutters his tail in, in his face and makes him sneeze, which is painful. He scurries off as Hank barks at him when Loper appears with a coffee in hand and not ready to work to tell Hank to stop barking at the cats. He goes back inside to finish getting ready and grabs some fencing pliers to get the quills out. He locks Hank in a, lug, a leg lock and yanks the quills off, commenting on how Drover never messes with porcupines. Hank pisses on Loper during all of this and Stanley May discovers the murdered hen. Hank and Drover sleep for the day as they have a stakeout of the hen house that night. While on the stakeout, Hank t- takes a walk of the perimeter, leaving Drover there. A half hour later, he returns and finds Drover playing with a toad. A toad frog, sorry, is what they call it. Uh, Hank scolds him for his for this, calling him worthless and being an all-around shithead. He ends up firing Drover, and Drover begs for one last chance, which Hank complies. He leaves Drover to check the feed shed for raccoons. When Drover hollers for him, Hank returns with incredible speed and is told there's a black and white horned monster with a forked tongue out by the hen house. Hank takes action and devises a plan to take it out. And the kerfuffle, kerfuffle, yes I use the word kerfuffle, uh, Hank attacks the monster and calls for Drover to help which he does not come, but, uh, or wait, which he does come, but then promptly runs to the machine shed and the fighting ends with Loper, and when Loper comes out and shoots into the air, scaring away the quote-unquote monster. Hanker goes to... Hanker. Hanker. <laughs> Hank goes to Loper to get his re- his reward, but is cursed at because it was the milking cow that he had attacked. So my question is, how the fuck did he not know that it was a cow? He lives on a goddamn, like, ranch. It's dark. He can't see that well. He can smell. Like, he literally puts, like, with the raccoon when they're like... He's like, I'm not sure that's a raccoon. And he goes... Like, you don't go with your eyes, you go with your nose. Well, it, while it wasn't a raccoon, remember, it was a porcupine, so obviously Hank is not very good at smelling. I'm just saying, he's a dumb bitch. Yes. So, yes. Hank rests until the late afternoon under the gas tank and is awoken by the flatbed pickup truck that's commandeered by Loper and Slim. They tell the dogs not to uh, follow the truck, but Drover is in the flatbed and tells Hank to come along because that's what they said to do. Hank reluctantly jumps aboard and realizes that they're going into the town when Loper takes a left at the mailbox. And that he's going to to be mighty angry at them since they hopped a ride. The cowboys stop on Main Street and Loper yells at the dogs for hitching a ride. And commands them to stay and be quiet while they're in the water hole. The dogs notice a boxer chained in the back of the uh, of the of another pickup. And Drover asks him, ask his ex, asks his name... And it goes a little something like this. I, I had to I have to read it because I think it's a little it's a little silly. So Drover's asking his name. Pudentane. Ask me again, and I'll tell you the same. I guess Drover didn't understand what that meant, so he asked, 
What's your name? John Brown. Ask me again and I'll knock you down. <laughs> yeah, and that, that part made me laugh. Pudentane. <laughs> yeah. Then Drover, to, being a troll, asked what the boxer would do if he peed on the, his tires. He says he'll rip them apart, but Drover doesn't believe him because he's chained up and proceeds to piss on the tires. The boxer gets his gets angry and lunges at Drover and calls them both two-bit cowdogs. This riles up Hank, and Hank tells Drover to continue pissing on the tires, and he helps piss on them too. The boxer proceeds to bark his head off while Hank and Drover return to the flatbed, pretending to sleep. When, Loper, when Slim, Loper, and the boxer's owner appear, the boxer's owner scolds the dog, which we find out his name is Bruno, and they go back inside to drink some more. The two cow dogs then insult how ugly and dumb boxers are, and this drives Bruno to the point of breaking, and he goes off on them, causing his owner to leave with Bruno in the truck. Uh, the group returns home, and Hank decides to hold a stakeout that night at the chicken coop. Mm, but both dogs end up falling asleep as another murder happens. Hank and Drover find the chicken corpse, and Hank believes they have a pathological killer, not a pathological, but a pathological killer, on their hands. Hank sees the warm dead body and gets a rumble in his stomach and convinces Drover that he's sleepy so that he can eat the chicken. Hank takes the cork to the horse pasture and eats it and ends up falling asleep. Hank is busted sleeping on a top of a pile of wet feathers uh, he left by Sally Mae and who promptly tells her husband who she believes has been killing the chicken. Uh, Loper punishes Hank by, t by tying the chicken head around his neck to remind him of what he did. Hank decides he's had enough and decides to resign and become Hank the Outlaw. So my one thing of, like, how he's like, no one respects me, it's not fair, mm -hmm. is if you were investigating a crime scene yeah. and you see a dead body... Oh, I just gotta eat it, I'm so hungry, I'm sorry. Yeah, people would... That's not really helpful. Also, hey, maybe feed your dogs. Yeah, maybe maybe feed them better if they're eating. Yeah. If if they're gonna eat the if eat the chicken or try to attack chickens, quote unquote, obviously you should be feeding your dogs more. Yeah. Because uh, a hungry dog will attack and try to eat something else. If they're already full, they're gonna be like, no, I could exercise that energy or I could sleep. Yeah, exactly. So Hank leaves the ranch and is headed north towards Canyon Country. Hank talks about how they'll all miss him when he's gone, like a suicidal teen that listens to too much MCR. So I actually made the joke, by the way. Yeah. Hank inspired. They'll miss me when I'm gone. Suicide ideation. I got. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> oh no! It's your They'll fault, miss Hank. me when I'm gone, baby. You gonna miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> Hank eventually finds a spring to cool off in, and refresh himself. And notices when he's finished that he's being watched by two buzzards. Hank confronts the two buzzards, who are named Wallace and Junior. Junior believes Hank is dead, and Wallace. Ar ar arges, not argues that he's clearly not. Junior pecks at Hank, thinking that he's dead, and Hank snaps at him and takes a couple feathers. They then realize that the smell of death that's emanating off of Hank is from the chicken head. They strike a deal with Hank that they'll owe him a favor if they can have that chicken head. It's a deal, and the two buzzards fight over the head when a chicken hawk swoops in and takes it away from them. Hank then retires in a comfortable spot for the night. The I thought there was going to be like a... I thought that was going to be, what's it called, a um, uh, Chekhov's gun moment. Because yeah. it's like, if you're going to reference a favor that early, like midway through the book... I thought that would come up in the finale. Yeah, it does not come up in the finale. Maybe it comes yeah. out next book. Because mm. I know the buzzards come back. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyone who has a name comes back, pretty much. 
Uh, the next day, Hank goes out to find himself some grub, and bones upon a queer sight. <laughs> bones. I mean, in a sense, yes. And comes upon a queer sight. At first, he thinks it's a headless dog, but upon closer inspection, it's a female coyote with her head caught in a Hawaiian punch can. At first, Hank decides against helping her, since coyotes are the natural enemies of cow dogs. Or as he puts it, uh, let me let me read page 67. One of the first rules you learn as a cow dog is that cow dogs and coyotes don't mix. They're natural enemies, the former devoted to the protection of home, livestock, and civilization. The latter devoted to a dissolute style of life based on raiding, depredation, and uncivilized forms of behavior. In other words, I have I had every reason to walk away and leave the coyote to her fate. A slow, lingering death. Such a douche. Uh, <laughs> and then the coyotes. Coyotes also speak a different language than modern doglish, but both are derived from the same ancestral roots. Hank then communicates with the coyote in broken English. He then proceeds to help her remove the can off her head, and he falls head over heels in love with this coyote. And then we finally find out this coyote's name is Girl Who Drink Blood. Yes, it's all hyphenated. Who Hank affectionately calls Missy Coyote, and we discovered that the coyotes are supposed to be Native Americans, and the racism skyrockets at this point. <laughs> they talk for a bit, and Hank asks if she likes him, and she says he's cute, but they can't be together, as her brother, Scrunch. Wouldn't allow it, as he's the meanest outlaw coyote out there. Hank says he'd fight for her whole, her, he'd fight her whole family to be with her, and they suddenly appear. Her father, Chief Mini Rabbit Gut Eaten Full Moon, <laughs> yes, all hyphenated. Yeah, I was gonna say he did not make any of this up. I can promise you. <laughs> I wish I made this up because it sounds better if I made it up, but no. Racism. This isn't a children's book. Yeah. Approaches Hank and taunts him, calling him. Hank, a chicken dog, because he protects the chickens from the coyotes. Soon, Scrunch appears, and Hank taunts and threatens him by goading him into not wanting to fight. This angers Scrunch, but his parents prevent him from fighting, believing it's a trick. But Hank tries to leave afterwards, but is stopped by three coyotes, and is told by the chief that he is to stay and learn to become a warrior outlaw so that he can marry his daughter. You must marry my daughter. Except with broken English. Yeah, I was going to say, not as... Nice. Marry daughter, you will. No, it wasn't Yoda. It was just like... I know. I can't even think how to do you it. You marry daughter. You marry daughter. It was like that. You love deep. Hank has spent some time in the Coyote Village and is getting well acquainted with them. And the savage life. Those aren't my words. That's the Boko's words. Don't get angry at me for using the word savage. We discover where Hank's prejudice against coyotes stems from. is from his mother calling them lazy and good-for-nothings. Hank hangs out with two good old boy coyotes named Rip and Snort. They take Hank to an old silage pit and get drunk. Natives, everyone! <laughs> they head out drunk as skunks and end up on top of a hill where they sing to the moon. What was the song called, Sam? Like, We Are Worthless Coyotes, isn't it? Something like that. Me Worthless Coyote. Yeah. Soon they hear something barking in the distance. Hank realizes that they're a quarter mile from the ranch and it's a drover. The coyotes want to fight him, but Hank says he's too chicken and it'd be a waste of time, and that he could convince him to come sing with them, because they could use another base, base in there. They oblige his request, and Hank sneaks up on Drover, nearly startling him away, but he realizes it's Hank, and starts guilt-tripping him about having a better life in the wild, and Hank insults Drover, and it's all like a bad breakup. <laughs> it is. It is. Next chapter. Unless you have something to say about the racism, Sam. 
it's just so bad. Like, <laughs> it keeps going too. This is not the end of the racism. Oh no, I've got I've got a page and a and a third left of racism. <laughs> yeah. Hank talks about the shitty parts of living with the coyotes, such as the noise of the partners always squabbling about something, and how the coyote pups were ugly and vicious. Also, how they, when the couples argue, it's not just arguing; it's like a knock, knock down, drag out fight kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, like hillbillies. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. They would come up behind you and bite your tail with needle-pointed teeth. On one occasion, a couple pups started messing with Hank, and Hank retaliated back by first pitting them down, but getting bit on the paw. Then by picking them up by the scruff, but then getting bit on the ear. And finally, by spanking them somehow. Their mother appears and slaps Hank, and Hank slaps her back, and they get into an argument. And Hank ends up making her cry to her partner. Unfortunately for Hank, her partner is scrunch. But before he could in- confront Hank, the chief intervened and prevents a quote-unquote civil war. I, I think they mean the the uh, French and Indian War. <laughs> hey. Uh, where was I? Uh, Hank goes and sulks on a ledge when Missy appears and consoles him. She invites him over to her parents' den for a special feast. He agrees and they go to the den and her mother goes and grabs the meal. She returns with the most foul-smelling thing. Missy tells Hank it's an aged mutton. The meat has been buried for ages. It's green with white maggots crawling all over it and emitted an odor that could take pain off of a corral fence. The coyotes dig in and Hank reluctantly joins in before leaving to vomit off of a cliff. The coyotes are sympathetic to Hank and believe that he he had some uh, brackish water to make him feel ill. And it's not the rancid meat. See, all I could think of was brackish was brack. <laughs> ah, brack, why are you drinking my water? Missy asks Hank if he's ready for the raid tonight, and he asks what raid. And apparently, Staunch has a raid planned for the ranch this evening, and Hank must go to prove that he's worthy of fucking Missy. I mean, marrying Missy. Thank you. It's the same. Shh. It's okay. Night falls over the coyote settlement, and Scratch makes a big speech to get the coyotes pumped for raiding the ranch. Hank isn't as enthused. They set out for the ranch, all while Hank is putting a few ideas together. He believes Scrunch has, has, was the one killing chickens and wants to, to share the spoils of war by invading the ranch. When they're not too far from the ranch... Ratch, actually. I, I spelled ranch wrong. Uh, Scrunch splits everyone up and has Hank team up with him to kill Drover. They come upon poor, scared Drover as howls are coming from every cardinal direction. Scrunch commands Hank to attack Drover. Hank is reluctant and tells Drover to run while he can because he's surrounded. Drover, in his stupidity, runs around in a circle and jumps in bewilderment, not knowing what to do. Hank sees Rip and Snort coming behind Drover and realizes what he must do. <laughs> Let's out this battle cry. This is it, son. Hal against Texas. Fight for your life. It's the most Alamo fucking thing. Yeah. And surprise attacks Rip and Snort, causing them to tumble away. While this is happening, Scratch piles into Drover and is on top of him, ready to finish the poor pup off. But Hank swoops in and bites a piece of Scrunch's ear off before he can cause any harm to Drover. Hank bides his time, seeing the lights in Loper's cabin turn on, and prays that Loper will be fast enough to get his pants and gun in time. A fight ensues between Hank and Scrunch, and Hank puts up a good fight, but two or three other coyotes join up with Scrunch, and before long, Hank is hearing St. Peter blowing his horn. The end. Okay, there's one more chapter. Hank is... (laughs) But it's not the horn. Of St. Peter that Hank hears, but Loper's shotgun. Before Scrunch can take a chunk out of Hank's throat, he and his, 
He and his coyotes are scared away by the gunshots. Next thing that happens shocks Hank to the core. Find out next episode. Good night, everyone. No. Uh, Loper shoots him on accident. No. He sees Loper smiling on his return. They have a sentimental reunion, and Sally Mays appears. And Sally May appears and says she thinks Drover didn't make it, as she just sees the dog lying there motionless. Sam, did you get sad at this point? I not really, cause I know I've read like forty of these fucking books. <laughs> the humans feel bad for him and bring him inside for some warm milk and to rest there. But Hank sees his eyes open and then shut and realizes Drover fainted during the excursion. A few days later, Hank is on patrol when Drover comes by and asks Hank if he really thought he could live in Coyote society. Hank lies and tells him he was on reconnaissance, keeping an eye on the Coyotes like a spy. Drover believes him like the Nimrod he is. The story ends with the two dogs following what Hank believes are badger prints, but soon they find out it's skunk tracks. The end. God, I hated that last chapter. Just the, just the last, last part. Yeah. No, actually, no, I hate, like, for the most part, I hated that last chapter. Like, the, the beginning of it where, where, like, Loper saves Hank, it's like, okay, that was a good little chapter break, little, oh, I gotta keep reading so I can keep reading, but goddammit, yeah. I hated the part with the fucking skunk. Yeah, like, Ugh. So, what what did you think, Sam? That's racist. Yes, this this book does not, has not aged well. If for, I mean, not for what it's worth, it, what, it is a book from the 80s. It, it, did you know it was adapted into the first book of Hank the Cowdog? It has is adapted into a cartoon. Mm, yep. Enough. Yeah, I can't remember the show, but it was adapted into a cartoon. And uh, upon researching, because I was trying to find like a, a someone else's like little uh, description of the book, because some you know I I don't like reading and having to take notes like giant note like summary notes. Summary notes. I don't like doing that when reading a book because it takes me a lot longer. Because I have to stop every now and then, type up my notes so I don't forget something. And it, it just gets repetitive. And I like to try to find a summary online, but I couldn't find one on Wikipedia. And the Hank the Cowdog wiki is just abandoned. Like, abandon all hope, you enters here. <laughs> <laughs> and upon looking, Hank the Cowdog has a podcast. Yeah. Did you know this? I did not. And uh, you want to know who... Well, it's not really a podcast as much as it's, it's a teleplay. Yep. You know who plays Hank? Hmm. You're not gonna believe it. Just take a guess. It's 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 someone from Texas. It's not George Bush. Um, what's his name? Um, can't remember his name right now. What, what are you thinking? Um, give me a give me a hint of who you're thinking. He's like a classic hard ass dude. Um, I think it's Tommy Lee Jones or whatever. No, it's not Tommy Lee Jones. Like you see where I at all right, all right, all right. It's Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McFucking McConaughey plays Hank the Cowdog. <laughs> Sam is bending over in like bewilderment of not knowing what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's goddamn Matthew McConaughey. If you go to iTunes, there is a a, uh, a Hank the Cowdog podcast starring fucking Matthew McConaughey. Hank the Cowdog. Who who plays Drover? Uh, let me find out real quick for you. I can't. Remember. I I don't know it at the top of my head. Like. I would think you'd get, like, a more grit, like, nothing against Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I mean, he does a good job, because Matthew, he's, in, he's, a, he's a Texan boy. He's a Texas boy. Yeah. And, I mean, he when he wants to do a southern draw, he can do a southern draw. Like, I always just imagine, like, a deeper, gruff voice, though, than McConaughey's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Kind of silky. Because he has kind of a silky yeah. to his draw. Whereas I kind of so, thought of, like, So, uh, a... Sally May is played by Kirsten Dunst, fucking Mary Jane herself. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays Drover. Let me look up who Jesse Plemons is. Uh, you might know him 
as Drover from Hank the Cowdog. No. He's he's done a bunch of random stuff. He's he's young. He's he's like four years older than us. So he's one of those where you're like, oh, he's that guy kind yeah, of thing. He's, he's been in like a bunch of random stuff like Vice and Irish, the Irishman and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, he's been in a couple. He played Edgar Allan Poe in Drunk History. Okay. And Charles Ponzi and William Kenward. I don't know if I saw those, but okay. Yeah, he's he's been in a couple of those. He's been in like a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, again, it's one of those. I'll probably be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, Joel Edgerton plays Rip, one of the Native American coyotes. You know, Joel Edgerton is right there. So isn't that the guy that played a uh, fucking Elton John? No, no, no. You're thinking of you're, no, no. This is this is the guy from The Gift. He's 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 actually a bigger actor. Okay, I'm like <laughs> no. Madame Moonshine's played be, by Cynthia Erivo. To be fair, I'm kind of drunk, so it's not like a Harriet fucking Tubman herself plays Madame Moonshine. <laughs> a black person, yes. Uh, but 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 I I don't know who Leslie Jordan is, but he plays um a guy. Apparently he's, he he played Mr. Blackley in The Help, but he plays Pete the Barn Cat. Yeah, there's there's just a bunch of random celebrities in this. I'm just gonna say that up front. I don't, I don't get it. My my guess is, and it came out last year. Like this is still fresh. It came out in October. So, so hold on, just laying back, Sam. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's just weird. Why is it so weird? Why do you think it's so weird that Matthew, why why is it so weird that Matthew McConaughey? A man who does kids' movies because his kid he wants movies for his kids to watch would do something like this. Don't you think he's probably read Hank the Cowdog to his kids? It's a it's a series from the eighties. He could he could have been. It's just more like I've always expected Hank to have kind of like, or what's his face? Um, Clint Eastwood. No. <laughs> um. Fucking. George Bush. No, that one cowboy guy, like in the Big Lebowski. Oh, you mean um fucking uh, Sam Elliott? Yeah. Yeah, Sam Elliott. That would make sense. I figured like a Sam Elliott kind of. Voice. I don't know. He's supposed to be young. I I find Hank. Well, like, he always acts like he's like old as balls. Like I feel like he acts like he's old as balls, but he's one of those like young guys who's actually not actually badass True. and like tries too hard. That's why I think Matthew McConaughey works perfect. I think it's I think it's one of those like I always just kind of read it as that, but yeah. it makes more sense as I read it as an adult. Yeah. And it's kind of like when like. When, like, you and I joke about, like, how old we are, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're not that old. Yeah. So but it like, feels like we are, especially when you, like, see 18-year-olds, and you're like... Goddamn whippersnappers. I'm gonna go get my cane. <laughs> chase them off my lawn. Get off my lawn, you fools. Yeah? That's what I'm saying. So that, that caught you off guard a little bit, eh? <laughs> Future! What's wrong with you? Calm down. It's just a podcast. Calm down. I was not expecting a Hank the Cowdog podcast. It, they, they just literally just adapted one of the books... That's all they did. That's all it is. It, I can't. I think it's like the twin snake bite or the twin bumblebee sting. I think is the one that they adapted, which I actually got for free on uh, Kindle. Yeah, I got for free, and I'm like thinking. Uh, so what? What do you think, Sam? Do you think we should do more Hank the Cowdog in the future for Drunken Book Club? I'd be possibly down for it, but it's also one of those I'd understand if we never touch this again, because <laughs> it's a yeah. lot more racist than I remember. Yeah. It's it's the fucking... It's the whole coyote shit. Like, if they didn't have, like... Okay, let me read how they sound. Like, give me one second. I'll, I'll find one real quick. I have page 69 as a... 69. Okay, here we go. Me not hurt Missy Coyote. Me friend. Me help Missy. Missy have trouble? You not hurt? Her voice echoed inside the can. Me not hurt. Me help. Missy Coyote lie still, not move. Hank fixie real quick. 
Oh, God, the fixie part bothered me. Yeah, I know. I saw that, and I'm like, oh, this hurts. Missy, lie still. Missy, let me fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, then he just gets on top. Yeah. I was about to say, she's just... The only thing she's so beautiful is because she's in heat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, like, like a, a few weeks dog. later, he sees her, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's like, oh, boo! That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, babies. There is a there is one where he hangs out with the uh, puppies. Yeah. Was it was his sister's pups, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, I think correctly. he's like, God damn it, these fucking kids. Yeah, he like he likes one of them a lot, but yeah, most of them are just like stupid. Which I mean to be fair. The case of the fiddle playing fox? What the fuck? He takes some good moonshine. Okay, there's two different monkey ones. There's monk there's Hank the Cow Dog in Monkey Business. And the case of the monkey burglar. Also case of the vampire vacuum sweeper. Aw, <laughs> uh, case of the haystack kitties. I think that was like the last one I read actually. Actually, the garbage monster from outer space, that was, um, that turned out to be a raccoon, if I remember correctly, which I thought was weird, because he, he talked about, you know, raccoons. He also speaks possum, apparently. He speaks a lot of languages. Hey, hey, Sam, did, do you, did you, did you play any of the fun games in the back of the book? Did you, do you, do you have a photogenic memory, Sam? Do you want to, do you want to do the photogenic memory quiz and see if you're right? Sure. Okay, Sam. Was Sally Mae holding a broom, a mop, or a shovel on the last page? I want to say it's a broom? Uh, hold on. I, I don't have the page actually on. One sec. Bing, 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 bing. Sam's correct. <laughs> How many white stripes were there on the skunk's tail? One, two, or three? I'd say one. Uh, two stripes right down the back. Okay. Uh, Sam's, Sam's only got 50-50 on this one. What was in front of the steps? A cactus, bushes, or flowers? I'm going to say flowers. Sam is correct. Was Sally Mae's left or right foot on the top step? This is going to fuck me up. I'm left just going to say... right. I'm going to say left. Could you see Drover Stub tail in the picture? I think you can. How many of Hank's feet were in the air? Zero, two, four, or all six? <laughs> so one would be his tail, the other's his wiener, right? I think so. So two's already up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to have a picture where it's technically the four and his tail and his dick are the only two on the yeah. ground. <laughs> so which one is it, Sam? Zero, two, four, or all six? I'm going to guess four. Wrong! It was all six, because his dick and tail are in the air. So it was four, but we're saying dick and tail. Dick and tail counts. Okay. No, no, that was, that's fine. That You're, you're right, four. Because they're not going to count it that way. You never know. He could have he could have six legs somehow. He's a fucking freak mutant piece of shit. All right, Sam, rhyme time. When Hank runs into Rip and Snort, the Coyotes brothers call him Hunk. Suppose Hank leaves the ranch and looks for a new line of work. What could he do? Make a rhyme using the name Hunk that would relate to Hank's new job possibilities below. Hank becomes a swimming pool bully. Sunk? Dunk is Dunk. the word we're looking for. Oh, okay. Hank goes to college but doesn't pass his class. Flunk. That is correct. He is me. Uh, Hank gets rid of that skunk smell for people. Dunk? Yeah, correct. Hank helps people pack their suitcases in their car. Trunk? Yes. Uh, hunk, uh, I just realized this is Hunk, not Hank. Hunk makes a makes cookies with huge chocolate chips. Chunk. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> he shouldn't use chocolate chips. Well, he's not eating them, though. Have you ever eaten... Have you ever not eaten the batter off of cookies? Shh. Hunk becomes a treasure hunter looking for old ships. Sunk. There you go. Hank build, or Hunk builds the special beds that could work for twins. Bunk. Yep. Hunk measures Christmas trees for skirts. Trunk. Yes. Hunk starts a party where people dump their old cars. Or starts a place, sorry. Junk. Yes. Junk in the trunk indeed. And you you can have all these fun things if you go to hankthecowdog.com and join the Hank Times for for just uh uh 12.99 a month or or for a year, for a two-year membership. Uh you get a you get to join Jenks uh, Jenks Hank Security Force. Uh you get a book from your choice of any book except for number 50 for some reason. You can't have uh, Hank the Cowdog in the case of the most ancient bone. I don't know why you can't have that one. What the fuck? Huh. So, Hank the Cowdog website, still working. Oh, yeah! That sucker still Copyright works. Copyright 2018. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't download anything because it's uh, not secure. <laughs> I visited the website as well. Oh, God. What? Little Alfred's picture. He, he looks like a douche. <laughs> he looks like a little boy in a paint on a paint can. Oh. My loper isn't his... Boxer. Poor Hugh Loper. So, hey, guess what you get if you join the Hank the Cowdog Security Force? You get a Hank paperback, like I said. An original 19 by 25 Hank poster. A Hank bookmark. That's worth it right there. Eight digital issues of the Hank Times. And more Security Force benefits. Special discounts on Hank books, audios, and more. And special members only section on websites. Ooh. Sam, come on. It's a $23.99 deal, but we're only paying $13. Let's join it. Uh, so we have to write in our name, whether we're a boy or girl. That's not going to work for me, I'm sorry. Mail address, city, state, zip code, telephone, birthday, email. Emails required for Hank Digital Times. I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to write a check for this because they won't take cash. Okay, I'm sorry, but I see three tags for the book selection of... Explore the complete collection. Uh-huh. So there's Hank series, then there's Riley series. Riley series? So there's apparently, like, one about a 14-year-old named Riley. Huh. Okay, and then they have not... At first I thought it meant Hank the Cowdog was non-fiction, because there's also a non-fiction sec- section. I'm guessing it's, a like, an autobiography. So there's, like, Cowboy Fiddler and Bob Will's Band, so it's, like, a biography about them. Talking about... One about roping... Like, it's a lot about stuff about cowboys. Yeah, I kind of figured with Hank the Cowdog's writer, Mr. John R. Erickson himself. God, was he always, was he born an old man? I feel like there's pictures I see a baby where he's like an old man. Where's Perryton, Texas? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what part of Texas is that? I'm I'm going to assume it's close, it's like south because of all the like desert kind of things. Like, I'm, I'm thinking southwest. That's, that's my guess. Let's see. I'm trying to zoom out because... Yeah. Um, it is actually, like, right... It's on the border between... It's, like, right before Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So it's, like, it's north. Yeah, it's, like, north, center, central north. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense, though. I was about to say having cowboys up there. Yeah. Because it's Oklahoma. Oh, the cowboy and the farmer can be friends. Oh, the farmer and the cowman should be friends. 
The cowman ropes a cow with ease. The farmer steals her butter and cheese. But that's no reason why they can't be friends. I thought you knew this one. Mm, sorry. You don't know Oklahoma? No. It's the best musical. I disagree. Why? What's the best musical? Little shop. Little shop of horrors. Little shop. Little shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. Ow, my arm. Hey, thank you for joining us this time on Drunken Book Club. I sobered up about midway through. Actually, about three quarters. I think at the end when I was reading all those those puzzles, uh, that took away all the alcohol in my body. Do you want some more? I'm good. I, I, I'm i done drinking for tonight. I don't tend to drink too much. I was about to say, I'm above the influence. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Prove me wrong, Sam. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. You were the one doing shots during the couple's one. Well, yeah, because I, I, I wanted to actually get drunk. Yeah, true. I was about to say, I can't, I can't get drunk off of regular booze for the most part. Unless I'm hungry. Because that just makes sense. So thank you for joining us this time on Drunken Book Club. I, uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to visit... <laughs> Stop sucking my finger. <laughs> Why you gotta be... What's his face from Family Guy? <laughs> what did he say? He said he wants you to put your finger in his mouth. If you value your job, I'd do it. Ow! He bit me! <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't want to put my finger in your mouth. You better do it. <laughs> uh, you bit me. Opie, that's what yeah. his name is. Uh, but hey, whatever you're listening to us on, make sure to leave a heart, leave a like, leave a review. Do whatever it takes, you know, subscribe. It helps people find us and gives us good numbers. And I like numbers. Big numbers equals happy. Low numbers make me sad. Don't make Chris sad. Make me happy. Make me feel good. But, uh... <laughs> Um, and hey, make sure to follow... Hey, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash speaking of which. All the content is a dollar, but you pay whatever you feel you, you think we deserve. I think a dollar is well worth it. I release a new a bonus episode every week just for the Patreon. I release the podcast and videos early to everybody. On the Patreon, obviously. Uh, notes. Cut for con- content that's cut and too, too raw for the podcast. Too raw dogging for the podcast. Gross, Chris. Gross. Uh, <laughs> and you said you were sober. I am sober. I I'm just disgusting. That's you know fair. this. That is true. And whatever content you may like, you also can recommend stuff, and we will listen to you of recommendations. If you if you're like, hey, I want you guys to read more Hank the Cow Dog, and you guys have to read this specific one. We'll gladly listen to you and do it within the next month or month afterwards. It, it kind of depends when you fall, where it falls. Because we do record these relatively early. Also, when we can get the book. That too. We also do have to find the book. I mean, Bookmates tends to be pretty good about having books. I still do sometimes. Yeah. Gonna say sometimes there's like the one book you need that's missing just because... Yeah, I was about to say it took me forever to find the fucking first Animorphs. I actually had to go online for that one. But hey, but, uh, I mean, eBay always has, like, every fucking book. I love it. Even if it's a million. Yeah. Or I'll pirate it. Shh. You are a pirate. You're a fiddle lady. Shh. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I, I said stop it. I can hear you doing that. Stop it. Stop it, Sam. Matthew McConaughey saying the cow dog. Have a breakdown. Have a nervous breakdown, Sam. No, I've already Matthew did. McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. As Go you pointed over. out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck that Sally Mae's leg. All right. 
these no. these cow dogs get younger and I stay the same age. Oh god. <laughs> it works cuz he's a dog and dogs don't have consent. <laughs> they supposedly do by his rules. As even coyotes have marriage even if it's abusive. Yeah. Very uh... abusive and disgusting. Hey, let's go drink some stylage while we're at it. What is I hope uh, you, you don't know what that is? Uh, okay, so it, it, the stylos. You know silo? Yeah. Uh, where they keep grass and other stuff. That ferments. Like, they ferment the grass in there for some reason. I don't know why. And that's where that's where you feed, the feed like, um, like cows and stuff that. Oh, okay. But, like, it can, fer- or it can ferment over time. Or it, that's the way they keep it from spoiling for a long mm-hmm. time. But it can also ferment over time and get you drunk. And like, they're getting the... Fermented bit. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, alcohol. Alcohol. As as the book called. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like. That made me giggle a little bit. I won't lie. But hey, if if you enjoyed what you heard, you can follow us on Facebook at Speaking of Which Podcast or on Twitter at SOW underscore Podcast. They we uh, I update on both of them, all the videos and other content there, including Patreon stuff. If you want to get updates there of Patreon stuff, woo. But follow the Twitter page if you want more funny content and a lot of fun times. Wee! And you can also follow me at the underscore RuPaul on Twitter and Instagram, Sam. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Berserker Rose. And you can follow two strangers we haven't had on the podcast in forever because fuck COVID. Uh, and wear a goddamn I, mask. Wear a goddamn mask, people. Just, just do it. I want to go back to work. Or do I? No one knows. You want to go back to work. I, I do want to go back to work. I, I've been desperate. I want to work, damn it. I want to work. But I don't want to die. Don't rub me. Stop it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'll make the cow dog all right. Uh, oh, God, you distracted me. Force Left Hander, if you want to follow Weiss. That's Force Left Hander. Drop the last E on Hander. He's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Also, hey, don't forget about our own YouTube at Speaking of Which... Type in a game, you'll, you'll find it. Speaking of which podcast, I think you can find us. I think it's youtube.com slash speaking of which is what it is. It is what it is. And then you can follow Juan at... Voice of J-Rod on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and jrovo.com. It sounds like I forced you to say that, and you're like, please don't hurt me. No, it's just mid-yawn when you... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So I think we need to end on, like, a country song, like... I think uh, mamas don't let your cowboys become, uh, or don't let your children become cowboys. Babies become cowboys. Yeah. Is a good song to go out on. Because Pete the Cat, Barn Cat references that song. Yeah. So, don't let your babies come cowboys. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. Yeehaw! I'm a cowboy, son. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's go watch Raising Arizona. This is how we talk in Arizona. Arizona. I'm just a normal... I'm just a normal bartender from Arizona. You say you're from Tucson, but you talk all fancy and Europe-like. This is the way we talk in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> oh, man. That Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we talk in Tucson, Arizona. All right. Good night, folks. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars or drive them away.